Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the outreach minister here on staff. And for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider dives into the prayer life of Jesus. For so many of us, life is all about climbing the ladder and attaining the good things in life. Jobs, houses, cars. But today, Rabbi shows us that we've been created for a purpose that's higher than all of that. We've been chosen to glorify God with our lives. Today's message is titled, On Their Behalf. And if you'd like to take some notes, you'll find all of Rabbi's study guides online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Right now, let's get started. Father God, we worship you and we bless you. And I want to thank you, Father God, that as your word is preached, there's something that's supernatural that happens. Father, you said that you spoke the heavens and earth into existence and that your word is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. So Father God, I want to thank you that as your word is proclaimed today and as your spirit is at work upon our lives, that we are being changed into the likeness of your son. Father, come and have your way and conform us to the image of Jesus. Jesus today, we pray for Yeshua's name and Yeshua's fame. And all God's people that are in agreement with this today spoke Hebrew with me and said, Amen and Amen. Let it be. Praise the name of the Lord. We're looking at the words of Jesus in John chapter 17 in a section of scripture that is often called the high priestly prayer. This is the great prayer that Yeshua prayed before going to the cross. So if you've got your Bible with you today, turn it with me to John 17. I just wanna pull out certain concepts here as we're looking into the heart of Jesus to understand his prayer life. And in so doing, beloved, we can enter into a new realm of knowing God and walking with him and moving his heart by aligning ourselves with the revealed understanding in God's word of who Jesus is. So let's begin. John 17. I want to begin there in verse number one. I'm going to concentrate on the phrase where Jesus asked the Father to glorify him. Let's look at it together. John chapter 17, verse one. Jesus spoke these things and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. And then he said, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Listen once again. Jesus said, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. I think that oftentimes throughout our history, we have heard a gospel preached that only makes us sin conscious. We sung those songs for so many years, you know, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And, you know, we focus on these types of songs, especially in some of our previous generations, where we thought of ourselves only as sinners that had been forgiven. But we didn't have a paradigm. We didn't have access into an understanding to realize that, yes, we are sinners that are saved by grace. But the Lord no longer wants us to primarily identify with being sinners, but with the fact, beloved ones, that we're new creations. Paul said, behold, all things have passed away. 
and all things have become new, that we are new creations, beloved, in the likeness of Jesus. The Bible says, as Jesus was in the world, so also now are we, and that our destiny, our clear destiny, according to the word of God, is to be conformed to the image of Christ. And what this means is to be conformed to the image of Christ, this means that God is going to glorify himself through us. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, Paul tells us, whom God foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of a son. And whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, speaking of you and me, he glorified. And so your destiny, beloved, is that Jesus is going to be glorified through your life, that the Father would be glorified. You see, Jesus's mission for you, his purpose for you, his destiny for you is that you would be like a light on a hill, according to his word, that everybody would see that you'd be a sign and a wonder and people would see the supernatural nature of God through your life. And as a result, look to the father and give him glory. And so I want you to be encouraged to ask God to glorify himself through your life. Don't just beat yourself up and say, I'm a worthless sinner. No, you're a sinner that's been forgiven by the grace of God. And God's purpose for you is that Jesus would be glorified through your life. And so Jesus begins his high priestly prayer by saying, Father, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. I want to encourage you right now. Would you join me? Let's ask the father to wash us and cleanse us and glorify himself through our lives, just like Jesus prayed that he could be glorified through our lives. Father God, we want to thank you that you've called us to glory. Father, Paul said, whom you foreknew, you also did predestinate and call and justify and glorify. Father, that includes us right now. We're your children. And Father, your purpose is to glorify yourself through our lives, that we'd be like stars shining in the heaven to the praise of your glorious grace forever and ever. So Father God, we break off the shackles of religion Father God, Paul said to stop laying again the same foundations of repentance from sin, even though we know, Father, this is primary and forever, but that, Father God, you want us to look beyond to see where we're going, that you want to glorify yourself through our lives. So, Father, we pray like your son, glorify yourself through our life, we pray. Let us shine, Father, like the stars, according to your word in the book of Daniel, forever and ever. Jesus, you ask the Father to glorify you, that he would be glorified through you. Jesus, we ask you to do the same thing for us. Jesus said in verse number three, said, this is eternal life that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Jesus prays here in John 17, 2 and 3, that he had come to give eternal life to all that the Father had given him. Look at verse number 2. Even as you have given him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. So Jesus understood his mission as giving eternal life to those whom the Father had given him. Jesus spoke about this in John 10, where Jesus said, my father has given me sheep. This is the ones he's speaking of here. Now notice in verse number three, he said, this is eternal life that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Now notice Jesus is speaking to the Lord. We're looking at the prayer life of Jesus. We see into eternity as we look at Jesus' words here in this prayer, Jesus said the words that he spoke were spirit and life. Jesus here defines eternal life in terms of knowing God. In other words, beloved, the primary definition of eternal life in the Bible is to know God and know Jesus. 
Salvation is all about relationship. It's not first about going to heaven. It's about relationship with God. To everyone that believes, they receive eternal life. And eternal life, beloved, is the gift of knowing God. So, Father, we ask you right now to bring us fuller and fuller into the dimension of really knowing you. Father God, not having a form of religion where we know certain precepts and certain teachings and certain doctrines and we've got all this intellectual information in our head. But Father God, we want to know you. This is the only truth there is, is to know you. So Jesus, you prayed before you went to the cross that we would have eternal life. And you told us that eternal life was to know you and to know the Father. Jesus, we ask you now to bring us into a deeper discernment, a deeper revelation, a deeper experience, a deeper understanding of eternal life. Jesus, we repent. We repent for not doing what we need to be doing to enter into eternal life in a deeper way. Right now, I repent. We repent. Jesus, we want to know you. Jesus, bring us deeper in to the dimension of eternal life, this gift that's ours in you. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. And then notice Jesus says here in verse number four, He says to the Father, I glorified you on earth. And then he said, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. The point I want to make here is Jesus is speaking to the Father. His last prayer really is long prayer before going to the cross. Jesus said, I glorified you, Jesus said to the Father, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. The point is, is that in this high priestly prayer, Jesus is pouring out his love to the Father. And I want you to hear that Jesus does not separate loving God from working for God. You see, Jesus came to earth because he loved God. And because he loved God, he accomplished the work that the Father gave him to do. This means that if we love God, We have to do the work that he gave us to do. Jesus is going to say later on in this chapter, he's going to say, Father, even as you sent me, I send them. What are we sent to do? We're sent to preach the gospel, lay our hands on the sick. Beloved, take authority over wicked and demonic spirits in people's life. We're called and sent to bring the kingdom, to extend territory of the kingdom. If we really love God, then we need to do the work of God because we can't love God without doing the work of God, because we love him, we'll do the work of God. And so Jesus says here, I have glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. And so beloved ones, even as Jesus loved God by accomplishing the work that 
the Father gave him to do, so too we need to show our love for God by working for him while on earth to extend the kingdom. We know the Great Commission, Jesus' last words at the end of Matthew, make disciples of all nations. His last words in the book of Mark, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Jesus said in John 17, as the Father sent me, so also now, he's saying, I'm gonna send them, I'm gonna send you. You see, Jesus said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep, tend my lambs, Peter, feed my sheep. Show your love for me by serving, by doing the work of the Father. So I wanna express to you now, beloved one, let's kick up our love factor to the next level by getting activated and working for God. Let's become greater servants. Let's build the kingdom in a more strategic way. Let's witness more. Let's love more. Let's care for people more. Let's provide for people more. Let's do acts of service more. Let's take care of the elderly. Let's take care of those that are sick. Let's share the gospel with our neighbors. Let's invite people over to eat. Let's help the poor. Let's love God, beloved, by doing his work. Jesus said, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Again, we're going to move on. The point being, we can't separate loving God from working for him. We can't just sit in our home all the time and not go out and help people and spread the gospel if we're in a situation where we're healthy enough and young enough to do that. Okay, so if you love God, let's do what Jesus said to Peter. Go and take care of his people. Let's spread the gospel. Amen. I'm going to skip down now to verse number nine. Jesus is praying to the father and he says to the father, I ask on their behalf. He's speaking to his own now. Look at verse number six. Jesus says to the Father, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me. So Jesus is saying to the Father now, of those whom you gave me, I manifested your name to them. And Jesus said in verse number nine, I ask on their behalf. He said, I did not ask on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom thou hast given me. You've been chosen out of the world by Jesus, by the Father. Blessed be the God and Father, Ephesians chapter one, of the Lord Jesus Christ, who chose us in him, in Jesus, before the foundation of the world. You see, Jesus understood that he came to accomplish the salvation of those the Father had given him. That's why he said in John 10, to those that didn't believe, you believe not because you're not my sheep. He said, I know my sheep, my Father's given them to me. Jesus understood that his death on the cross, although sufficient to save the world, would accomplish the salvation of those the Father had given him. So he says in John 17, 9, I ask on their behalf, speaking of those whom the Father had given him, remember verse six, Jesus said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. Now he says in verse nine, I ask on their behalf. I did not ask on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you have given me. And then Jesus said in verse number 10, I've been glorified in them. So I wanted to stress this again. We've been talking about God wants to glorify himself through you. You see, God has called you, beloved one, to be a winner. He's making you a winner because Jesus lives inside you and Jesus is the ultimate winner. He's the master of the universe and he's the beautiful one, the exalted one. I mean, Jesus is everything and he lives in you. So because he lives in you, He's gonna be glorified through your life and you're gonna become like him and shine with him. God bless you today. God loves you today. God wants you to take on the identity that he wants you to have as a son and daughter of his. That's why the Bible tells us that we become kings and priests in him. As we continue on in verse number 11, Jesus praises the Father for keeping us. So look what Jesus says here. He says, Father, keep them in your name. So I want you to understand that there is a supernatural protection around you. 
that the Father is keeping you. There's a hedge of protection around your life. The Father is keeping you, beloved. And Jesus is praying here in verse number 11 for the Father to keep you. You see, the Bible tells us in Psalm 91, he that dwells under the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's a hedge of protection. A thousand may fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but no evil will come near us or near our dwelling. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my rock, my God in whom I trust. The Lord said, because he has called upon me, I will answer him. I want you to know, beloved, God is your refuge and he wants you to feel safe and secure in him. Even if something happens that looks tragic from the world's perspective, if you go through something that looks tragic from the world's point of view, I want you to know when you go through it, you're going to be protected in God. You are protected, beloved one, in Jesus' name. I speak over you security to know that you're protected in the shalom and the love of God. Now, as we continue in verse number 12, Jesus continues on this same theme and he says, I guarded them and not one of them perished. Notice Jesus says here to the Father, speaking in the same theme, he says, Father, I guarded them and not one of them perished. He said, except the son of perdition, which was part of the prophecy. So I want you to know, if not one perished when Jesus guarded them on earth and Jesus prays to the Father, now Father God, guard them even as I guarded them while I was on earth, I want you to know you're gonna be guarded all the days of your life. Jesus said, I guarded them and not one of them perished. And now he entrusts us to the Father's care. I want you to know that you're gonna continue to be guarded and not one of the Father's elect is gonna be without his tender care. Not one of us is gonna perish. I'm not saying we're not gonna die. I'm not saying we're never gonna go through anything tragic, but I'm saying in the midst of it all, we're guarded and the grace of God in our life is the greatest and nearest reality of all. You're protected, my friend. You're protected, child of God, and you're guarded. And the Father wants you to know that. Take security in that. Father, right now, I just speak the word over your people's life. You sanctify us by the truth. Father God, your word says that we are supernaturally guarded and protected. Jesus, you prayed that God's children would be supernaturally guarded and protected right now in this present age, even as you supernaturally guarded your people and protected them while you were on the earth in the flesh. We declare right now, Jesus, that we are supernaturally protected by the love of the Father, and we thank you for it. Now, Father, we declare that we're gonna be confident in this world that we are protected by you and guarded in you. Father, we know that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one, Yet in the midst of this world, Father, we are still protected. Father, we want to thank you for this confidence and this surety in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. You see, Jesus said that not one of those perished while he was on earth. I want you to know that your life, beloved, has a supernatural protective barrier around it, that the Father is watching over you at all times, that he knows every single hair on your head. Jesus said, if my words dwell in you, you're gonna be able to move mountains. We're receiving, beloved, his words right now. And as we are, we're being strengthened by supernatural life. God bless you, beloved. I want you to know this: as you're receiving this word, you're being transformed and you're being strengthened. Don't forget it. You're being supernaturally changed.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about this program, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Well, have you asked God to be glorified in your life? If so, you know there are some real, tangible ways that you can make sure that the world knows that you're a follower of Jesus. Now here's Rabbi to tell you more. God bless you, beloved one. You know what? I never decided that I was going to be a pastor or a messianic rabbi. My ministry is simply an overflow of my own walk with God. In fact, when I did decide to pursue biblical education, the biggest thing that I was desiring was to get a hold of God for myself. And what happened is the Lord raised me up because my overflow has become the ministry to you. In other words, my ministry is an overflow of my own walk with God. But now that the Lord has raised me up to preach the gospel all over the world, both through television and on the ground crusades, I need your financial help because without you, beloved ones, I can't do it. I want you to know when you sow into this ministry, become a partner, with us, you're going to have a reward for all the souls that are being changed through this ministry. So if the Holy Spirit's leading you, I just encourage you, be obedient immediately, and you're going to be blessed for it when Jesus returns. Thank you and shalom. Give a donation today by connecting with us in one of these four ways. First, just call 800-777-7835 or send your financial gift via text when you type the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. You can also connect with us right from the home screen of the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. Just tap the donate button in the middle of the screen. And then finally, you can give your gift of any amount in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And if you would like to take your giving one step further, be sure to sign up to become a monthly partner. All you have to do is click the donate button on our homepage at discoveringthejewishjesus.com and then follow the instructions. As a token of our appreciation for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month that's also available as a digital download. We'll also send you a copy of our engaging and insightful newsletter that's prepared each month especially for you. Your gifts will have an eternal impact in reaching Israel and the world with the message of Messiah Jesus, so please get in touch today. Once again, you'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And well, knowing that God is guarding your life should help you be a bold light shining on a hill, pointing people toward Jesus. And so as God leads you this summer, will you take that audacious step to becoming a faithful witness? If so, we'd love to hear how God is working in your life. You can reach us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing from Rabbi. In the book of Numbers chapter six, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh, Yahweh, 
you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider continues this study on the prayer life of Jesus. That's coming up Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.